Hi, my name is Eric. And I'm Shalila. And this is Are You Still Watching? A podcast about movies and their place in our culture. And today, and for the next couple of episodes, we are going to be talking about uh, all of pop culture, which it turns out was announced on uh, Disney Investors Day, which is, for those who don't know, uh, I think back in 2019 was the first one. In fact, I'm positive on that. Uh, Disney, like, publicized their investors call, which is normally not a public thing. Like, that's only for Disney investors to listen to. And even then, I don't think it's, like, for regular people. I think when they say investors, they mean, like, gigantic firms. But anyway, uh, they publicize it and, like, put it, they put a stream up that you could watch. And everyone on the planet watched it and lost their mind. And as a result, now it looks like it's going to be something they do every year. So the reason we were talking about it is because they announce uh, essentially every major pop culture thing that's going to occur for the next five years because Disney owns everything. <laughs> it's such an interesting fact to learn. Interesting is the most positive word I can say for that. So uh, we are going to do five mini episodes uh, that are going to lead out of this that are going to cover each of their big buckets. So the episodes that we're going to cover so you can get all the information you would ever need to know about Disney Investors Day and all the things they announced are uh, the following. We're going to do their TV properties. So this is Hulu and FX. Uh, and for those of you who just learned that for the first time, yes, Disney does own Hulu. Uh, we're going to do Lucasfilm as the the second bucket. Uh, so all things Star Wars. Uh, we're going to do Marvel as its own, which is probably the biggest announcements, I would think. Uh, Walt Disney Studios on its own, so anything involving their live action or animated, and then Pixar uh, as its own bucket. So that way, uh, you know, you can tune in to whichever ones you want, pick whatever is actually important to you, go for it. We're, we're customized content for our listeners. That's what we're doing. Boopity boop, boop, boop. Please enjoy, and as always, uh, tweet at us or tell us about what you're most excited about from Disney Investors Day. Or if what you're excited about is the continued conglomeration of uh, media <laughs> entertainment across the world. Monopolies. Yeah, if it's monopolies. If that's what you're really into, then then tell us that you're excited about that. This is a safe space. All right. Well, the mini-sode starts now. Boopity boop, boop, boop. All right. This is our Marvel mini-sode for Disney Investors Day. Here we go. First thing first, I want to say that I'm going into this assuming everyone listening has watched the Marvel movies. And what I mean by that is... At the very least, you have seen all of the Avengers because it's going to be massively spoilery because these aren't independent projects. They're all sequels to things that came before. There's no no such thing as independence in, in Marvel. So if you haven't watched it, then stop this episode and go do something else because I, I also just don't have time to explain the Marvel Universe. <laughs> It oh, but Eric forever. made a damn presentation that you should go look at, and then you should watch it. No, what is it? You should watch Endgame. You should go That's to true. Eric's massive PowerPoint Hi, slideshow. slideshow. Yeah. I, I just started rewatching it again. Excuse me. <laughs> in preparation. Yeah, I started watching them all again in preparation for WandaVision. So uh, I, I need to go update the spreadsheet or the, the PowerPoint as I'm doing it because it's been a while. Like, I want to make sure it's still up to date. So. Right, well, we'll tweet it when it's updated. Yeah. Perfect. So, yes, look to our Twitters and you will see it there. So, once again, going in the assumption that you already know this stuff to one degree or other. So, starting at the very top, WandaVision. WandaVision is the first show coming out for 
Disney Plus. Everything we're talking about, by the way, is either Disney Plus or feature films, like in theaters. WandaVision was originally supposed to be the second one out, but COVID kind of screwed everything over. So, January 15th, WandaVision is coming. As the title suggests, this is a TV series about uh, Wanda Maximoff, which, uh, who is the Scarlet Witch, played by Elizabeth Olsen, and Vision, played by Paul Bettany. This show looks absolutely wonderful. I don't even mean as like a Marvel person. The way that it has been described is a love letter to the golden age of television. It is filmed, uh, some of it, not all of it, but some of it is filmed in front of a live audience and is like a live laugh track. They use a lot of the same set design and costume design and everything of like, I Love Lucy and... Uh, uh, like a lot of the old golden age tricks they utilize here. In fact, from what I understand from reading a little bit behind the scenes stuff, they even brought in like the lighting people to do it again. So the sets are lit the same way and they're using some of the same cameras. So they're not actually, it's not all digital. Like they're actually using the same cameras in order to film some of these sequences because this show, for those who have not seen the trailer, highly recommend we don't really know what the show is about in its entirety, but using my very limited knowledge of the character of Scarlet Witch from the comics, what I'm getting is this show partly takes place in, let's say, reality, and the other part of it takes place in very much her constructed reality, which is taking the form of television sitcoms throughout the ages. So it is basically her constructing her idyllic life with Vision if he had survived, spoiler alert, Uh and it looks like I Love Lucy. Like, it's like the two of them in separate beds and the beds slide together and here's a little joke and here's a button and here's a laugh track. So it's a mixture of golden age sitcom and creepy black mirror horror. So like, for example, there's like a character that comes in in the trailer and and there's like a laugh track and she's like, who are you? And the character briefly breaks the smile, looks terrified and says, I don't know. And then the screen shutters and then it goes back to being idyllic and perfect and golden. Like something is up and I really love the tone. It is creepy. It is sad and it is fascinating. I, I love it. I, I just can't. It's so strange and that's what I'm into. So I'm about to try and explain what the show might be like for somebody who hasn't seen the trailer but was on Tumblr in high school. So if you were on Tumblr in high school, like I was, then you were a big Supernatural fan. I know this about you. Just admit it to yourself. There's no reason to lie anymore. The show is over. Just admit that you were a big Supernatural fan. It has happened to a lot of us. This might be me externalizing a little bit. Anyway, Supernatural is a bizarro show that has on occasion produced what I consider some of the best TV episodes ever created. One of the greatest episodes they've ever done is called Changing Channels. It aired in 2010, something like that. Basically, there's this episode where the main characters um, get pulled into this fake world that the character called the Trickster has created, um, where they're essentially every like 10 minutes pulled onto the set of a different show. Um, and it's mm. just a different TV, different TV show, and it's called TV Land, and they have to play along with the role or something is going to happen to them, but they don't know what. So it's kind of like they're stuck in this loop of shows, and so suddenly it's a doctor drama, and they have to be doctors, but it, they have to do it really well. 
And then suddenly it's a, like a comedy, like a sitcom in front of a live studio audience and all this kind of stuff. But it's really unsettling because the trickster is messing with them and we don't know why. But also it's really funny because they're on all these shows. And I think it's right. the exact same thing. It does sound very familiar. Like that does sound very similar. Like it, I, I think the idea is it's supposed to be, it is supposed to be very funny while also being very sad and tragic and possibly very creepy. In fact, probably really creepy. Um, Catherine Hahn is in it oh, as the co-star. And she seems like she is equal parts funny sitcom sidekick and also terrified victim. Like, that's what I mean. That kind of vibe of, like, this isn't quite right all the time. So, um, yeah, if the supernatural, if that makes sense to you Tumblr fans, <laughs> go for it. I'm very excited for this. I, I, what I would like to do here is just offer, once again, my completely uneducated uh, assumption. I don't know much about these characters. We've talked about this before, that Marvel is not my expertise. I The movies, yes. Outside of that, no. But I am vaguely aware that Scarlet Witch is one of the most powerful figures in all of Marvel comics and has been forever. She's also technically a mutant in the comics. Um, I th And Vision is dead. Those are three facts. Here's my assumption. I think WandaVision is kicking off the second saga of Marvel. So the first saga was the first three phases called the Infinity Saga. This is now the second one. Doesn't have a name, obviously. I think they're kicking it off because I think everything about the next... 10 years of Marvel movies is going to spin out of this show because I assume what we're seeing here is not a reality that she is inventing in her head. I think it's a reality she's inventing in real life. I think that she has brought Vision back from the dead out of her own mind. He is a manifestation that she has made life. And she is a very kind of like big, creepy can do lots of different stuff kind of character. So what that means to me is, um, you know, multiple realities, multiple whatevers, and also a pretty great way to bring in the mutants and the X-Men, of whom they obviously now own because they bought Fox. That's my assumption, is that this show is going to be the, the kicker show that is going to lead into everything because I'm guessing that she does some really insane, high-level, universe-messing shenanigans that allow them to be really weird for the next 10 years. That's my guess. So, part of the reason that that is a semi-educated guess is because the next thing they announced after that was they said that Elizabeth Olsen is currently in London, not filming WandaVision, which is, of course, finished, instead filming her role in Doctor Strange 2, which is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which comes out in 2022 and stars her and Benedict Cumberbatch, of course, and Rachel McAdams is back, uh, Benedict Wong is back, and so is uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. He's back as well. So Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness, again, big, creepy, multiple realities, can do all kinds of stuff. They have already said that that will tie in with WandaVision, guaranteed. They've also said it's going to tie in with the next Spider-Man which was not part of this presentation because Sony. However, we do know the next Spider-Man, uh, who the cast is, which is Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland as all three Spider-Men in what is obviously a universe, multiverse, screwed up, whatever story. So that it just seems like this is very much where they're going, right? Is they are, they're yeah. screwing with a bunch of stuff. 
uh, which is cool. A uh, quick little aside for uh, Doctor Strange 2, something I'm very excited by. They surprised us with a casting uh, of the character of America Chavez, who is an awesome character from Marvel. She is a uh, multiverse punching uh, hero. I, I think her powers, if I'm not mistaken, is that she can punch through dimensions. And she is very queer and has a great costume and is, uh, you know, a woman of color in a franchise or a series of franchises that don't typically have them. So this is going to be very exciting that she's also starring in Doctor Strange 2 alongside all of those folks. So that's exciting. And the person who's playing her, I, I googled it, it's pronounced Sochi, I think. It's spelled X-O-C-H-I-T-L, but it's pronounced Sochi. Very cool. Sochi Gomez. Gomez. There we go. She was truly fantastic in The Babysitter's Club, which, by the way, everyone should watch, especially if this year has gotten you down. It is the purest thing on television for everybody, if every demographic. Is that on, what is it on, Netflix? It is on Netflix. Oh, good to know. That's great. Uh, I She's indigenous, too, I believe, yes? Yes, I think, I think that so. That is what they said. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, that'll be great. So that is like the WandaVision family of announcements there. Doctor Strange, WandaVision... Spider-Man, all that good stuff. Next, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which spins directly out of Endgame. The Falcon, played by Anthony Mackie, is now Captain America, or at least has been given the shield. And Winter Soldier, slash Bucky, slash the White Wolf, slash uh, Hot Guy. uh, (laughs) uh, That's Hot Guy, not Hawk Guy, importantly. uh, Played by Sebastian Stan. Basically... At least from what Feige said on the stage, I think the idea is this is just a straight up Marvel movie. It's just told over six episodes. And from the looks of it, it has the budget of one. Like, it looks really good. Like, like as good as in like high level quality, uh, especially for something that's a TV show in theory. So anyway, this is very much a, um, at least from the looks of it, it's very much kind of a, 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 a looks kind of spy-y again, kind of spy thriller um buddy kind of like buddy cop spy thriller uh the one thing i will say that was made me interested in this other than the fact that i'm always interested in any of it is at least from the trailers it seems like something they're getting at is that the even just the name let alone the symbol captain america not necessarily a good thing like that does not mean the same thing to everyone around the world especially And like a character wearing the stars and stripes and being called Captain America may not elicit great things to everyone. And it seems to be that they are like dealing with that or whatever that means, I'm sure, involving the government, etc. So that's going to, that's interesting. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that is everything with uh, that. Nothing, no new information there, to be honest. Uh, The next thing, not any more information, but footage for the first time of Loki. By the way, Falcon Winter Soldier is March 19th. Loki is May 2021. Loki is like a crime uh, heist movie. And it looks absolutely delightful. And I think the point is that they said that it's a crime caper, but one in which your lead character is just as confused as you are. It looks deeply confusing but in like a really good way. So, by the way, Owen Wilson's in it. What? <laughs> Owen, like graying Owen Wilson. 
so this spins right out of Endgame, where the Loki of 2012's Avengers steals the Tesseract and bounces and out into a different reality and seemingly wakes up in what I assume is Mongolia. I'm not an expert, but given what they show, I think it's Mongolia. Um, and from there, the trailer just goes nuts. Like, it looks... It's going to be super weird Marvel, like weird secret corporations, ancient entities, all kinds of stuff. Him bouncing between what looks like very obviously different realities, like destroyed New York, all kinds of stuff. Something that I had no knowledge of, but that my uh, now 19-year-old, I think, shout out to you, Aubrey, if you're 19, I think you're 18. Do you, you continue to not know his age? This has come up several no, I, times. I don't know. I think he's 19. Um this is a shout out to my brother who knew, uh, this is going to sound mean, but it's kind of true, who knew something that I did not know for the first time in our lives. Um, do you know who D.B. Cooper is? No. I didn't either. This is a real life unsolved crime. And from the look of the trailer, they're basically saying Loki did it. And I think that's hysterical. Wait, that's crazy. In real life, there is a guy who hijacked a plane. He asked for $500,000 in cash, and once he got it, he told the pilot to fly to Mexico City, and he would blow up the plane if he didn't do it. In real life, he jumped out of the plane and was never seen or heard from again. They've never found a body. They've never found him. In this trailer, he's wearing what looks like the exact same outfit and the exact same sunglasses. He gets up, jumps out of the plane, and then tell he basically as he's falling out of the plane says, uh, "Brother and uh, 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 what's his face, um, the guy who runs the Bifrost." He says, "You'd better be ready." And then the Bifrost catches him in midair. Whoa! So what I got from that is that this isn't just crime capers. I think they're doing real stuff. Like they're doing I like love that Loki's actually the one behind all kinds of actual mysteries. Yeah. Wow. I love it. I think it's great. I'm continuing to get that feeling where you're like, ah, damn, we really are eating out of the palm of their hands, aren't we? Absolutely. They, they've they got us and they know it. All right. Next. In the summer of 21, Marvel is putting out an animated series, their first one, called What If, which I'm honestly very excited for. It's bringing back most of the cast of the Marvel movies to voice their roles it is an alternative stories show. Each episode is going to cover a what if this had happened instead. For example, Peggy Carter becomes Captain Britain rather than Steve Rogers becoming Captain Hello America. Well. <laughs> what if T'Challa is the one who is found by uh, Rook or whatever his name is and he becomes uh, Star-Lord instead of Chris Pratt. Uh, uh, whatever the hell his actual name is. Uh, Quill. That like that idea. Uh, the trailer looks great. There's all kinds of cool. A the animation style is very cool. It looks kind of similar to the Dragon Prince for those who've seen that. Um, there's like a zombie Captain America. I don't know. Just all kinds of weird stuff. Like weird, cool. I love this kind of stuff. I think it's a great way to play around and just have fun and let people tell interesting stories. So I'm all for that. Um, and honestly, Captain Britain looks super cool. So I'm all for it. Uh, that's that. They didn't say anything about Black Widow. They were just like, hey, it's coming out in theaters still in 2021. And that's all they said. I don't know anything else about that. I have nothing to say about Black Widow. It lines up with the general treatment of Black Widow, I think. Yep. 
Now, to go back to something that we talked about earlier, let's go back to Kim's Convenience. Ooh. Because Simu Liu uh, of Kim's Convenience is playing Shang-Chi uh, in the, as the titular character in the film Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, which is going to be the next next Marvel movie, which is coming out in 2021 in July, uh, is basically their like martial arts magic kind of movie. Uh, and he's going to be in that. There's a bunch of people in that one and it looks, I, it's just a great cast so far. Very excited for that. Um, and that's another kind of, they could do a lot of stuff with that if they wanted. So that's exciting. Uh, let's see what else. This is what I mean. There was just so much. I can't even begin to describe. Yeah. Uh, Ms. Marvel. The Disney Plus series is coming. They've they confirmed it. We already knew that, but they really confirmed it. Starring Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan, which she's is very super funny exciting. on Letterboxd. She's super funny on Letterboxd. I like that she's just a nobody. Like she's a truly unknown. Yeah. She just has a great letterbox. <laughs> and now she's gonna be one of the most famous people in the world. So that's exciting. Kamala Khan is such a great character, one of Marvel's most popular characters in the last 10 years. If you've never read any of her books, highly recommend them by G. Willow Wilson. Excellent art, excellent books. Go check them out. She's going to be in her own Disney Plus show, and she's going to show up in Captain Marvel 2. Yes. Alongside Captain Marvel and uh, a grown-up Monica Rambeau from the first Captain Marvel, now directed by Nia or Naya. I don't actually Nia know. Nia DaCosta. DaCosta. Nia DaCosta. So that was very exciting. That's really cool. The, the, the little sizzle reel they gave was super neat. It was really interesting to see... The process of like casting and everything over Zoom because they still, Ooh. you know, they couldn't do live action casting and auditions and everything else. So they had to make do. So it was just interesting to see the process of auditioning and doing all that over Zoom. And that obviously must be difficult for anybody. But I kind of imagine that like, you know, you find out that you're going to be the star of a Marvel show and joining the MCU in the world of COVID must have just been a completely different experience than than anybody else thinking, you know, it's just unlike anything else anyone's had to deal with. So, um, oh, yeah. that'll be very interesting to see. Very excited for that. So that'll, again, she will roll into Captain Marvel 2 and her own show. <sighs> then there's Hawkeye, uh, Hawkeye with Jeremy Renner, which, meh, uh, as opposed to Hawkeye. Yeah. Uh, and they finally confirmed something that we've known for a while, which is that H- Haley Steinfeld will be playing the new Hawkeye. She will be taking over as Kate Bishop, which is very exciting. Woo-hoo! Her costume looks great. I like Haley Steinfeld a lot. I don't know if that's like a, I don't have a judge on whether or not that's a good opinion or not. I like her in Bumblebee as an actress. I just think she's good. So there's that. All right. They then reconfirmed She Hulk. Which is going to have, uh, oh, this is the part where I get real an excited. actress I don't know, Tatiana Maslany, who I'm assuming you do know. All right, all right, take no. it away. So, listeners of this podcast, there are many actors in this world, many people who grace the small and large screens, many people who bring their talents to our world, many people who bless us with their faces and with their talents and with their time, and. None on that list is greater than Tatiana Maslany. There are many actors, (laughs) many people who have talents. You know, I think that many people have done a great job. Like, people have won awards, and people have made movies and TV shows, and I think that's really good for them. Like, I'm really proud of what they've done. But I think, ultimately, 
there is a Tatiana Maslany and then there's every other actor to ever exist below her, but like way below her, like so far below her that there is just several multiverses and then everybody else is there. Yeah, I'm not even exaggerating here. I just think that she's the greatest actress to ever exist. (laughs) And everybody else is lucky to be alive at the same time as her. And in the same breath, if you haven't watched Orphan Black, it is the greatest TV show ever made. Go and watch it right now. She plays about 400 characters on that show. And there's nobody better at acting than her. Also, she is the most joyous, happy Canadian person on planet Earth. She's really cool, but really understated. She's a perfect person. I just think that like we do things with our little lives and it's like, great, wake up every morning, go to work, whatever. You're not going to be Tatiana Maslany. And that's that on that. Wow. That was uh, very passionate. No, it was just fact. Pretend that I, you know, pretend that I don't know who Tatiana Maslany is. Other than Orphan Black, Just pretend. what else has she been in? Or is that is that like her claim to fame? That is the big one, yeah. Otherwise, she is more of a local Canadian star, which sounds like, um, well, to be fair, she has been on Being Erica, which used to be her big show before or Orphan Black. And she's been on Perry Mason, which was big recently. But otherwise, she's more kind of locally known in Canada. She's won a bunch of Canadian screen awards and stuff like that. But very much just Orphan Black is her big claim to fame. And if you watch it, you'll realize that's all we needed. She plays 400 characters. Now that, you know, like I said, I, of course, knew who she was. But now everybody's on the same page. So that's, I'm glad we're all on the same page. She's playing She-Hulk. So that's exciting. She-Hulk, which is uh, uh, Jennifer Walters, who is a uh, lawyer in the DC, uh, or in the Marvel, Jesus, in the Marvel Universe. Oh, man, I'm going to keep taking the task for that. Um, oh, Freud. I honestly don't know anything about She-Hulk. I, I think she's the Hulk's cousin. Oh, I think. But the other big announcements are that Mark Ruffalo is also showing up uh, in her series. And, weird pull, they're bringing back uh, Tim Roth from the Incredible Hulk movie with Edward Norton as the Abomination. Yeah, I'm, I'm lit for Which that. is just like a weird... I don't think anybody remembers that unless you saw the, like very few people I know saw that movie. So that'll be interesting. I think the other thing that people have floated out is that in the comics, uh, She-Hulk is well known for representing superheroes or being involved in superhero cases. Like legally? Yes. So this very much feels like the kind of show that has the propensity to probably have a lot of fun cameos or a way to also spin out into other uh, new properties. Because she can represent everybody or see them in court or whatever. And that can be how we get other characters in. Cool. For example, a always in trouble vigilante, to my knowledge, is Moon Knight, which is their next new series. Uh, which is like a Egyptian pantheon themed vigilante with multiple personality disorders. Um, Oscar Isaac is the rumored person to play Moon Knight. But they did not mention that in the presentation next secret invasion which is samuel jackson as nick fury teaming up with ben mendelson who played uh the scroll i was told he played talos and not talos which i deeply hate uh talos in captain marvel and they That's will basically a terrible be way to up. pronounce t-a-l-o-s i agree They'll be teaming up for Secret Invasion, which is uh, uh, going to be another Netflix show about the two of them solving alien stuff. 
Then we have Ironheart, uh, which is starring Dominique Thorne as Riri Williams. She is the successor to Iron Man. Um, So we've got another Disney Plus show coming about that. Uh, Don Cheadle is coming back as War Machine for uh, Armor Wars, which is about Tony Stark's tech going into the wrong hands, and he needs to solve it. So that was all of the... Disney Plus shows that they announced. Like, just crazy amount of stuff. Uh, All of which, of course, naturally, interconnects, does stuff, blah 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 And more importantly, connects to the movies. Which I think is funny because of something you mentioned in our Star Wars minisode. Not in a way that they claimed Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did. (laughs) But in, like, an actual way. Like, in a realsies way. You know? Like, in a really, actually, WandaVision actually will deeply impact the world. This, like, they are, for all intents and purposes, these are Marvel films that are being told on Disney Plus over multiple episodes that will tie into the Marvel films that are in theaters, which is going to be exhausting, of course. So, final movie stuff slash goofy stuff. Uh, James Gunn is filming a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special for Disney Plus, uh, which is hilarious. Uh, they're also making I Am Groot shorts because they know what money looks like. Um, Christian Bale is confirmed for the next Thor. Uh, and he's playing a character that apparently everyone freaked out about. I don't know anything about him, but he's called Gore the God Butcher, which is a... That's not a real name. Cool name. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> because the rest of them are all real <laughs> names, but this one's the yep. really fake one. But uh, he's going to play the villain. So uh, that's kind of cool. Christian Bale villain. I'm all for that. Um, they already announced this. They had no information. They were just like, by the way, remember. And this was probably the most important thing of the entire night for me. I don't think there's truly anything more important. You know, you were talking about how uh, uh, how that individual we talked about above, She-Hulk, uh, Tatiana Maslany. Tatiana Maslany. Yeah. You were talking about her and, and what she means to you in the world in a factual sense. I think... My version of these facts is that uh, Mahershala Ali is, of course, still playing Blade in the Blade film. And yeah, that's fair. There was no new information. They just said it again, and I still freaked out. I was like, yes, greatest information that I already knew again. <laughs> I love it. Um, the award for best thing I heard for not the first time, but kind of the first time, yes. to Mahershala Ali is in Blade. Exactly. Again, still. And then the final two things, uh, no, three things, I guess, that they announced was, one, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp is officially titled, or sorry, Ant-Man 3 is officially titled Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which I kind of love. Ooh. And it will bring back all the cast from last time, plus Catherine Newton as Cassie Lang and Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror, who I am vaguely familiar with as being one of Marvel's more famous villains. So that seems like a big deal. Second to last thing, penultimate thing, uh, they will not recast Black Panther. Black Panther 2 is still going forward, uh, obviously with the very tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman. Um, They're still going forward with Black Panther 2. They will not recast T'Challa. So that's like set in stone. Kevin Feige made it very clear on stage, not going to happen. So who knows what they'll do with that? Still up in the air. But didn't they say something about how the movie's going to explore the lives of people in Wakanda instead of being centered around it one did. character? It did. And I instead? don't know what that means, but they did say yeah. that. 
I, I don't, I just find it hard to believe that there's not going to be another Black Panther. I, I understand there's no more T'Challa, but it seems weird that there's not another Black Panther. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with any of that. I still think they just need to offer Lupita as much money as it'll take to get her. Um, or oh, give yeah, it to definitely. deny her, either way. And then the final thing. And or both. Or and or both. Final big announcement, which I your mileage may vary and if you care, but they have officially announced that Fantastic Four is in fact coming into the MCU. Spider-Man director John Watts will be taking that. Uh, and that's that. That's that's it. So who knows if you care about that? I feel like I feel like Fantastic Four had its chance, but we'll see. They've had several chances. <laughs> a lot of chances. Numerous, countable <laughs> chances. Yeah. So that was all of Marvel, which was a lot. I warned you it'd be a lot. You did. Tons of new stuff. 10 new shows or 10 total shows coming within like five years. Marvel, we brought this up in the Star Wars mini-sode. I actually do feel the kind of exasperation for Marvel. I- I'm excited, but I'm also... You know, Marvel to me does not feel like Star Wars, where Star Wars, I, I really do think you can pick and choose. I haven't even seen all of Rebels, for example. I've seen smatterings here and there, but it, it's not that hmm. big of a deal to me. This feels like you don't have to, obviously, I guess, but if you're someone who wants to know the story, because they are claiming there is a the story, then you do have to watch it all. And this is so much. It's so much for my brain to keep track of. It is so much. I'm yep. just still in the phase where I'm so excited that I haven't started thinking about the mental burden of watching it all, but I think we'll get to it. We'll figure it out. They own our souls. Oh, absolutely. I think I'm most, I'm not as excited for the movies as I am for the Disney Plus stuff. Not that I'm not excited for the movies. I think I'm just really interested in the weird stuff they're doing on Disney Plus. Like Loki, What If, and WandaVision are just so strange and and so different than anything they've done before both in format in plot in execution i i those i think are what are really drawing me still to the idea of like you know what let's keep going um there's still stuff we can do with this i guess um as well as like you said like i want to see different kind of characters so she hulk seems very different ms marvel seems very different um and then other stuff feels like Hopefully this will be interesting. You know, like, I don't know a better way to say that. Like, Armor Wars with Don Sheetle. I guess. Sure. <laughs> Why not? I guess. Like, Hawkeye, but now there's two of them. All right. Sure. I don't know. Like, yeah, it sounds like we're just going to have to get excited about these things when the time comes. Like, it's yeah. kind of hard to be simultaneously super lit for every single one of these at yes. the same time. Especially since Marvel is just one of the properties. And yeah. it's once you start thinking about all of them, you're like, actually, I am but one person. I am a human. So I think I think it's just kind of like put it off in your brain until like that becomes every YouTube ad you get for a month, and then right. you get excited about it. Do you think they can pull it off? Pull off this grand vision of Disney Plus theatrical cohesion? Because they kind of failed with Agents of Shield. Like Agents of Shield, they very much marketed as like this will tie in. It really will, and it's going to be so crazy and so tie in. And then the answer was that one gal who played Lady Sif came back that one time. And Nick Fury was in it for three seconds. Like, I don't know. I understand that there was crossovers, but like very rarely, it didn't really feel like it mattered. The Like you, if you don't see a single episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., your exposure to the MCU will be exactly the same. Uh, They said the same thing about the Netflix shows originally, 
And I understand that's a little bit different because they were technically made by Marvel TV and all that jazz, but they still said it. They were like, this will be a universe. And instead it wasn't. So Mm. do you think they can pull it off? Like, I guess what I'm asking is two directional. Do you think they can do it as a company? Do you think we can do it as consumers, as fans? Like, will people be able to follow it and track it uh, either direction? Yeah, I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle. Like, I think some people who have a slight inclination to watch things will probably be motivated to watch them now because they'll be tied in and they'll start hearing about it and they'll feel like they have to watch it. But then there's always going to be all the people who still just don't care because they don't have time for that. I guess what I'm curious to see is when you start watching the movies, like the big ones that people start, you know, lining up outside for hours and hours to watch, if it feels really incomplete to watch them without the TV shows. Because I think if one of those hits theaters and we watch them and then half the people who watched it are like, you're telling me I needed to watch that TV show to get it. I think we'll see some reactions then, but I don't think people are going to care until that first movie that matters hits the theaters. That's my answer. I like that answer. I think that makes sense. I think at least my assumption is our first answer of that will be Doctor Strange 2. Yeah, probably. If if you can't watch that without WandaVision, I don't know. I mean, Disney had, what did they say? 86 million subscribers, I think. Like, that's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of crossover. Like, I think it's a strong assumption that a lot of folks who have seen, who see WandaVision will see multiverse and and vice versa but i don't think it's a guarantee so i think that'll be our first test like can you actually watch it i guess what i'm curious about is if if um let's let's play it out either direction if we go in and we see multiverse and the answer is you have to watch it does like will it succeed are people going to be upset vice versa if you go in and it turns out you actually don't need to have watched it at all do people then take the time to watch them on Disney Plus? Or after finding out that answer, they're just like, well, then why would I spend more hours? <laughs> like you were already asking me to, to be with you for 10 more years. Uh, am I really going to have to sit in Disney Plus too? You know, I, I don't know which, right, right. I don't know which direction gives you the worst outcome for them. I don't really know. All right. Well, that's the, the uh, Marvel presentation. We will have to see uh, what happens to all that. Um, honestly, I think the last thing that I'll just say is I am, you know, obviously let's take everything that they do with a grain of salt as they are Marvel and thereby an extension of Disney, a megacore, and thereby any time that they do something that we are going to put in a bucket, a giant bucket called good, we should understand that there are money-making intentions behind it. That being said, I cannot help but be excited that we are getting kind of a ridiculous and i don't mean ridiculous in a bad way i just mean like in comparison number of diverse characters diverse characters of 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 uh women of women of color um you know brown actors queer characters uh uh, non-european in any way shape or form characters and actors and filmmakers i think that's also important like a lot of people behind the camera that are not who everyone else has always been behind the camera until Taika, I think. I'm trying to remember all of Marvel's creations, and I really honestly think Taika was the first. Was he really the first non-white creator behind the camera? I think that might be true. Super apologize to any director who I may have just uh, forgotten about, but I think I'm right. So I think that's very exciting. I think, like I said, grain of salt it always, but I'm very excited 
that there are, if for nothing else, there are filmmakers and creators of all kinds and actors who are normally absent from mass entertainment in this form and with this kind of reach who are now getting the opportunity to be both in front of and behind the camera. And I think that's really exciting. And I'm very excited to see the outcome of that and the, the, the kind of storytelling that can occur when you do bring in different voices like that. And I think my, my hope slash worry is I, I just really hope that, uh, Disney and Feige, although he does seem like he really likes to play ball, I do hope that Feige does not stand in the way. Like, I hope that they know enough and, and can can be supportive in the right way, which is to say, here is the money, here are the resources you need, now we will get out of your way and let you tell the stories and, and you know, whatever it is that you want to do, actually let you do it, uh, rather than sort of giving us the illusion of, of wanting to do all this and then still controlling it all, you know? Yeah. That's that. As positive as we can be. As positive as we could be. Yeah. We'll see what happens. So that is our Marvel mini-sode, and we will catch you in our next mini-sode. Boop, 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 boop. All right. Thank you for listening to our Disney Investor Day episode. Uh, this has been one of several episodes. Uh, if you enjoyed the Investor's Day episodes and uh, you'd like to talk with us about any of the things that they announced, uh, you can either follow us and or tweet at us at AYSWPod uh, on Twitter. Uh, you'll also find Shaliba and I's Twitter accounts on there as well. Alternatively, we are on Patreon, uh, which is patreon.com slash AYSW. We would love to uh, have your support if you want so that we can keep delivering these super professional products straight to your ears. Uh, and we will see you for our next episode, which will either be a continuation of our Disney series called The Walt Discussions uh, or something else. We don't really know what because there's still no movies coming out, but we'll let you know. Until then, see you next time, everybody.